I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey guys, it's Aisha Jade here having a chat with Rebel Radio. I feel bad. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> What's up? This is Rebel Radio. What up? What up? This is DJ Newmark. This is Peanut Butter Wolf. It's your boy. It's okay. Keep checking out Rebel Radio. Rebel Radio. This is Rebel Radio. We're in the place right here. Uh-huh. Rebel Radio is going down. Would you say Rebel Radio? Oh, wait. Let's do it again. Rebel Radio. What's up, Rebels? Welcome back to Rebel Radio. I'm your host, Josh Levine. I know uh, if you're keeping up with our Rebel Radio episodes, I've been a little slow getting these up on there. Um, I'm in the middle of a month-long European trip, really seeing uh, lots of cool culture and, and business stuff all over Europe. And um, anyway, all the travel and time change and all that stuff is slowing me down so hopefully you're sticking with us and uh we got a lot of good stuff coming up i think we might have a couple episodes recorded here in europe we'll see how that goes um hopefully i can get in front of some some good people while i'm here but uh we'll be back in the states soon and uh should be on our normal schedule and all that stuff maybe you haven't noticed in which case even better but hey check it out my guest today is aisha jade She's the founder of a new clothing line called Boy By Her. Uh, You may have seen her if you happen to be a viewer of Big Brother Sydney. Those of you, I'm sure we have a lot of listeners in Australia, so uh, some of you may be familiar with Aisha. Um, And she's also a social media influencer working with fashion and beauty and fitness brands. She's going to give us some good insights into what it's like, uh, the way she describes doing social media as a job and how she kind of keeps her head on straight basically with all of the different influences out there and all of the the pressure to conform to a certain type of image in social media. I think she's got a really good perspective on that that's uh, valid not just for people that are doing that professionally but for all of us that are affected by social media one way or the other. So good stuff coming up in this episode. Uh, But first let's get into our EDM.com track of the week. (laughs) 
cause and effect with coming off of you our edm.com track of the week if you like that one get over to edm.com and there's lots of great more music over there uh but first let's get into this interview with aisha J. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks I'm excited. for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you're up to and, and the story about Boy by Her and, mm-hmm. and all of that. Um, so, yeah, so I always like to kind of start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, looking at your, your stuff online, I, I get a real, you have obviously a really strong sense of, of your style and what you want to put out there to the world. And so how did how'd that happen? Like, are you are you conscious of when you sort of first developed your sense of style? Um, I mean, I'm not conscious of it, but my mom has, like, often reminded me when I was a little kid, like, mm. really little. Like, not at the age where you should be dressing yourself. Yeah. Miss Independent over here wanted to dress myself. Yeah. And I would come downstairs, and usually, like, your little three- to four-year-old girls would be coming down in fairy wings and, like... Sure. But I would come down in a full outfit, and my auntie said to my mom one day, She's actually put together a good outfit. So, yeah. I mean, I think I've always, I mean, I I never thought in school that, like, fashion was going to be something I was so passionate about. Because it was right? just, like, for me, it was, like, second nature. Mm. Always. And, like, I think that's what I wanted to portray when I brought out my blog was, like, that fashion isn't something that's big and scary. It's mm-hmm. literally just... When you wake up that day, how are you feeling? You dress to reflect that. Are you feeling comfortable? Do you want to get like a little bit of pep in your step and get really dressed up? So yeah. maybe subconsciously, like forever. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So what were you into as a kid? Um, I was sporty. Yeah. I was the sporty girl as a kid. What, I um, What'd you play? Anything. I could get anything. Nice. I played uh, netball is quite big in New Zealand. So like that's like. You play that, and then I played volleyball. What, what's netball? Netball is like uh, <clears throat> it's like seven aside, mostly female sport, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like a girly basketball. So you okay. can't dribble the ball or anything like that. You just have to pass it and shoot hoops. And okay, yeah, um, I was pretty big into volleyball, uh, and then when I was a really little kid, I used to try sneak onto my brother's rugby team. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really allowed, but like I used to show up with headgear on, yeah. like hide my hair. So that was always fun. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. And then you started the blog, uh, so before Big Brother. Mm, after. After. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, 
went on Big Brother and came out and saw my social media following kind of boom really so quickly. so so go before Big Brother what were you thinking what was what was the your career plan before Big Brother I was probably a little bit like lost mm. of what I wanted to do like I didn't know what I wanted to do I had all these dreams of maybe one day ending up where I am right now is that right but no idea of how I was gonna get there um, so, I didn't have a plan. So then what made you want to be on a reality show? I lived in England for a year when I was 19, and I watched uh, Big Brother religiously while I was there because it's very big it in England. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. So I watched it a lot, and what I liked about that show was it was a reflection. It was like a reflection of people mm -hmm. as a whole. Like, we've only got 20 or so housemates, but everyone symbolized something else, and... It was like a kind of like a microscope on your personality and how you handle other people's personalities. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching it going, I could do that. Like, I reckon I could hold myself in there. And I moved back to Sydney and I was staying on a friend's couch and the ad came up on TV and it was like, apply now for Big Brother. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. So yeah. I went and had a shower, came out. My hair was still wet. I jumped in my PJs. Filmed like a little video just saying, hey, this is me. Like, I get we're living in a house. This is probably how you're going to see me all the time. <laughs> um, and then I pretty much sent that through, got through really like far in that round or in that series and didn't quite make it on. And mm. I was like, you know what? That's cool. Not meant to be. And I, it was such a spirit of the moment to even apply for it that I just didn't think about it again. Mm -hmm. And the following year... I'd called my mum that morning and said, hey, mum, I think I'm going to move back to New Zealand. Like, it's time for me to maybe become an adult. Like, I'll, I wanted to study psychology at okay. university. So I was like, it's all ready to go. I'll just, I'll come back and do that. And she was like, okay, I think you'll be a bit bored, but okay. And that afternoon, I finished my shift. I was working for Nike at the time. Finished my shift, had a missed call on my phone. And it was uh, Jala from Big Brother. And she said, hey, Aisha, uh, it's Jala from Big Brother. We noticed you haven't auditioned this year and we were looking for someone like you. We just haven't found her. Mm. Are you still interested? And wow. I was like, okay, why not? And six weeks later, I was on the show. I was <laughs> on wow. the show. So, like, I'm a massive believer in fate and everything happens for a reason and I think only a year's difference made me a lot more mature going into that mm. situation. And it was nice kind of being reached out to. It was cool. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sounds like mom's a big influence. Massive. On you, yeah. I always say, like, she is very calming. Like, I can be in the worst state, and if I just give her a call, she can always talk me out of it or, you know, talk me through it. What's her secret? I don't know. I have no idea. She's pretty calm. Like, being from New Zealand, everyone's pretty chilled. Is that right? About everything. Yeah. And so she always, like, puts things into perspective for me, which is help helpful. Yeah. When... Everything's so fast-paced nowadays. Yeah. So then was um, was Big Brother what, what you expected? I mean, I feel like there's... I feel like you see... You know, we see these reality shows, mm -hmm. and some of us are like, there's no way I would put myself yeah. out there like that. And, yeah. and you obviously had a very different yeah. reaction to it. I think uh, I was pretty lucky. So, like... There's difference in reality shows as well. So there's reality shows nowadays that are so scripted sure. that it's a yeah, very yeah, little element of reality. Right. Whereas Big Brother, for me, was 
like you live in this house and you forget that you're being filmed. Mm-hmm. You forget that they're making a TV show out of your day. Mm-hmm. So it's al- it's almost like you're just living this like little fairyland life. Um, and it probably was everything I expected and more. I didn't really, like, because they called me and six weeks later I was on, I didn't really have time to overthink or watch previous seasons again or, like, mm-hmm. they say it's playing a game. I was like, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I could not tell you how to play the game. I just went in there to eat the food and have some fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think reality of it was cool because it was just living. What do you think you learned from, from being on Big Brother? Um... Maybe, I think when I went in there, I was kind of like a little bit hesitant of, okay, is everyone going to like me? Mm. Or, you know, am I going to really get on people's goats and annoy them? But it kind of taught me that, like, no matter what, you're just not going to be somebody's cup of tea. And you can't help that. Like, Mm -hmm. you just have to be yourself. You'll resonate with others and then others you won't. And... I think that's probably what I learned. Mm. And I learned that I really enjoyed not having my phone. <laughs> really, really therapeutic and lovely. So you don't have a phone? I live on my phone now. Right. It's my job. No, 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 but, but on the show? Oh, yeah. So basically you're like a rat in a cage. So they take away your phone. Uh, there's no TV. So no, we're not allowed to watch. We don't know what's going on in the right. outside world. Yeah. Uh, no concept of time. They cover up like on the oven. You know how it tells the time they'd like shh, taped over it so you can't see no the, way yeah and it becomes like just like you get told when to go to sleep because mm. they turn the lights out you get told when to wake up because they blare this like whatever sound they want to blare that day so yeah. it's like the truman show that's crazy. Like living there and kind of being aware and unaware that it's happening at the same time wow mm. hey check this out this week And really all summer long, Rebel Radio is brought to you by Blue Apron. Uh, We've been using it for the last month or so, and we love it. By we, I mean Christy has been cooking up some of the great recipes delivered by Blue Apron while I've been uh, sitting there on the couch doing nothing. It's easy. It takes her 40 minutes or less. I sit there with a stopwatch and timer. And um, the food's been great. The uh, recipes are really flexible. We haven't had the same meal twice. Christy is allergic to shrimp, so we selected no seafood, and whoop-de-whoop, it all works out. Um, If you don't know Blue Apron, it's the number one fresh ingredient and delivery service, recipe delivery service. So they're they're giving you the recipes and the food to make it. Everything is portioned out, pre-prepared. All you got to do is um, chop it up and cook it and eat it. I do the eating part. Uh, Basically, they're making, scratch that. They're making incredible home cooking accessible to anyone, even you. Check out this week's menu and you'll get your first three meals for free with free shipping just because you listen to Rebel Radio by going to blueapron.com rebel. You'll love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. Don't wait. Do it now. That's blueapron.com rebel. Blue Apron is a better way to cook. They always say, like, more people taken a trip to the moon than like being in that experience uh-huh. so like every day or no matter how hard it got or because it is mentally draining i used to think like this is literally a once in a lifetime opportunity that yeah. not many people will get to experience so yeah just gotta stick through it yeah so then how did that change the game for you obviously so now you're 
you're kind of a public figure mm-hmm. after that show. Mm-hmm. What what changed? Well, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be as big as what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm originally from New Zealand, so, like, I didn't really watch Big Brother growing up. I didn't know what it was like for people when they came off the show. Mm-hmm. I remember coming out, um, as it's filmed in the Gold Coast, so you live inside a theme park in the Gold Coast in Australia. So I came out and... Uh, I went, there's this thing called schoolies. So all the teenagers pretty much come to celebrate the end of year. Mm. Like we finished school. Yeah. Came out of the house and it's in the Gold Coast. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go down to the shop. Little pleasures. I'm going to buy myself a bottle of wine, which I haven't been able to do for three months. I get told when I'm allowed to drink. So wow. I went and got, a, went to the alcohol store to buy a bottle of red wine and just got bombarded with like teenagers and I couldn't leave the store. I had to call someone from the production team to come and get me. And I was like, I think that's when I realized I was like, shit, it's like, it's different now. Yeah. And, and I just had to keep learning. And I think what I learned was that I'm not, it was quite difficult to be bombarded with people. And because of the nature of the show, they feel like they really know you Mm -hmm. or have a right to know you. And everything about you and I'm quite private myself I know my job social media but there's only certain things that I share and I think dealing with them thinking that they had a right to know everything about my life was pretty difficult yeah sure um but then on the other hand like my career has skyrocketed because of that that was my launching pad and I would yeah. never change it I'd go back again and do it tomorrow so were you thinking that you're you do this and then and then go back and go to university? I thought, because I, I used to work at a nightclub, mm. and I told my boss, I'll see you in a couple of months. What would you do in the club? I was the door host. Okay. So I was the girl there with the iPad yeah, saying, sure. you can or can't come in. <laughs> um, and I said to my boss, I was like, yeah, what, yo, I'll see you in a couple of months when I yeah. come out. And he was like, okay. Came out, and I was like, okay, it's very different to what I thought, and... I never had time to go back to my normal work. My life changed overnight. What was the the hardest part of adjusting? Uh, it was probably being used to being in the public eye. Mm. Um, that was, I mean, it was something that I kind of, I didn't really think about too much. So, And coming out, like little things like, I remember I had a little bit of a meltdown in my hotel room because for the first time in three months I was in a room alone. Mm. And I, I love, like, I love being alone and having my own company and chilling out on the odd occasion. But you're so, even when you're in a room alone, you know someone's standing behind the wall. Like mm-hmm. You're not physically ever alone. So I remember, like, coming out and being like, oh, my God, I'm literally, nobody's watching me. And so that, that part of it was weird adjusting yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm sure. Mm. And so, um, help me, like, how did you then get to this vision for what you wanted to create? I uh, came out and, like I said, my social media following grew massively. And mm. it was, it got to a point where it grew really quickly from, I guess, the fans. And I, I mean, I, again, in the first week, you're just in like a state of like, where the hell am I? Yeah. And I remember I was in an interview with someone and they were like, you're the fastest growing Big Brother housemate on social media ever, like across all countries. Mm. And I was like, okay, I wonder why that is. Like, 
uh, maybe I'm striking a nerve with like young girls and they're like, I could be just like her. Or I hope, you know, to be a positive role model for them. So I, instead of like just doing that, everyone says sex sells. So there's so many girls out there that just do Instagram with no clothes on or, totally. you know, half naked. And I was like, I started doing my clothes and what I was wearing that day. And then I saw that my following was changing from big brother fans to fashion and I was getting approached by fashion brands and things like that. So it just kind of evolved to I became like the new fashion it girl in mm -hmm. Australia, which for me, I didn't change the way I dressed. I was, yeah. I've been dressing like that since I was in high school. Um, but they just, they loved it. I, you know, they thought that wearing sneakers with a dress is groundbreaking. <laughs> I was like, I'm all for comfort. But uh, then... Yeah, the blog, the blog kind of came around and I um, was just talking about the original thing was like I wanted to call it boy because mm. I just kind of wanted to have a bit of a play on like the whole, like I'm a girl. But mm -hmm. um, when I said boy by her, I was like, that's it. That's my thing. And at the start, it was just meant to be a blog about like the way I like to dress and that sometimes I shop in the men's section and mm -hmm. like you can mix and match like things from, I mean, you, you guys have Target. So something from like cheap with something a bit more high end, like mm -hmm. you can play around with that. Um, and then the web designer was like, I've designed your logo to be super plain and clean because I feel like one day we're going to see it on a clothing, like we're going to see it nice. stitched on clothes. And I was like, ding, that just like little light bulb in my head and at that stage, I wasn't focusing on that, but it was always in the back of my mind. And then um, about a year ago now, I got to the point where I was like, yeah, this has, this has to happen. So mm. I started putting plans in place, went over to Bali, met with some manufacturers, and, wow. and then, yeah, it was born. Yeah. Yo, if you haven't already, get over to worlds.us. That's W-O-R-L-D-Z. US. Sign up to attend the world's uh, conference. I guess it's not exactly a conference, but something like that. You'll learn from the masters. They have the CEO of iHeartMedia, the CMOs of Samsung, of MasterCard, a lot of leading brands, people that are shaping business and culture as we know it. Uh, Sean White, Kelly Slater, all those guys will be up on stage speaking. And it's, it's like a couple day long event here in Los Angeles at the end of July, beginning of August. I'll be there, so we'll get to hang out in person. Um, and because you're a Rebel Radio listener, they're going to give you $200 off if you use the code Rebel Radio when you sign up for World. So make sure you do that. And if you do, hit me with a note uh, so we can make sure and meet up in person. Where did the... Um, I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. To launch a line, I'm sure. I've never done scary. it, so I, I imagine it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure it's scary. So where where do you think the confidence came from? I don't know. I found like that when I when I was doing blog posts or posting on Instagram and I was wearing men's clothes, I could tell that <clears throat> a lot of comments were coming through about where did you get that from? Oh my god, that looks amazing. And I was like, just try walking to the other side of the store, buy a large and wear it as a dress. Mm. And it was something that simple. And like people weren't kind of, I mean, sometimes they need it handed to them. 
And I found as well in my wardrobe, I'd get, I had too many clothes to handle sometimes. And I found I would go to my wardrobe and be like, I've got nothing to wear. I've literally got nothing to wear because I don't feel like wearing something bright or like patterned sure. or writing all over it. I just want something loose and comfortable and easy. And uh, so I, I literally was like, okay, what's, what's missing in my wardrobe? Maybe it's missing in others. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I kind of was like, I need to, it gave me the confidence because I was like, I know I'm missing it. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be others out there like me. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting because you're, I mean, I, I love that idea of just like create for yourself and mm -hmm. then some other people will like it too. Yeah. But, you know, but then also you work with brands as an influencer mm -hmm. and most corporate brands tend to not, they don't think that way, right? Because no. it, it's all about thinking for the consumer. Absolutely. And yeah. research studies, that trend reports or whatever yeah, that tell them what people. That's way beyond me. <laughs> well, I, you know, I wonder, I mean, I think they, they lose something when they kind of move away from, mm -hmm. from like really just thinking about real people. Yeah. Um, so I wonder as, as you work with brands, what are, what are the brands, who, who's getting it right? Like who approaches you as an influencer in a, in a way that makes you want to work with them? I think, I think with like as from an influencer's point of view, when a brand approaches you, I'll never, I mean, everybody's different, but I'll never promote something that I don't believe in or like mm -hmm. personally. So, I mean, like, you've got all those skinny tees and waist training things and all these things that offer money. They do. They offer really good money. But I don't want to give off – like, I train hard and eat well. I don't want girls to think they can have a cup of tea and they're going to look like – you know, like, I don't yeah. want to sell something that I don't believe in. So <clears throat> I think same with clothing brands. If I'm If it's just not me, it might be a great brand, but if it's, like, covered in butterflies and flowers, it's – probably not my cup of tea. So mm -hmm. I think like when a brand approaches you and they're authentic and they vibe with your vibe, that's what I appreciate in that sense of the business. Yeah. But then you have to sift through a lot of crap to sure. <laughs> figure that out yeah, and take a pay cut. You really do. You have to you have to be picky when you when you want to represent yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about like, um, just in terms of like how they, <clears throat> what they ask you to do and, and that like, is it, uh, maybe, maybe the other way to ask it is like, what do you see brands doing wrong? Mm. Like, what do you, what do you want brands to know when they, when they approach you? I think sometimes, I mean, everybody likes to get something for free. I think what brands are skipping out on these days is like, I think a lot of them will sometimes approach you and be like, hey, look, we've got no budget, but we think that you've, you're, you really represent our brand. We'd love to send you some stuff. Mm -hmm. And that resonates with me because, one, they've been honest from the start. Cool, send it over. I'll probably wear it and, you know, Instagram story it or if I love it, I'll post about it. What I don't like is when brands will approach you and be like, okay, this is what we need from you but this is all we can, like, we don't have anything to give to you. And it's right. like, I think because social media is such a new thing, especially as a career, yeah, it's my job too. I have to pay the bills and put food in my belly. So yeah. I'm all, and I'm the type of person I like to do favors for people because I think what goes around comes around. Sure. But only like to a certain extent, 
when people are friendly about it and authentic and like, hey, we just, we're, we're a startup or whatever, but we don't really have that much money. That's what resonates with me rather than like, okay, if we give you one t-shirt, this is what we want. Mm -hmm. And it's kind mm -hmm. of, I think that's where people go wrong is like <coughs> expecting a lot yeah, without realizing they have to give a little. It's, uh, and this industry is a lot about collaborating. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember the first shoot I ever did was on the morning after my 24th birthday when I came out of Big Brother, on the 23rd birthday. And it was at 5 a.m., the, sh the call time. And it was, the shoot was unpaid. It was for free. But I remember going, no, I'm going to, everyone's like, why are you doing it? You're not getting paid. And like, it's the day after your birthday. And just, you're, mm -hmm. Like you're leaving early to go yeah. sleep for the shoot. And I, that shoot changed everything for me. Like it changed everything. What was the shoot? It was for Pop Sugar, which okay. is a online, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like an editorial type shoot, but it was like, funnily enough, it was showing masculine dressing through mm. women. So I was wearing like tuxes and like women's tuxedos and stuff like that. So it was like so on brand that I didn't, I wasn't aware of that yet. Like I hadn't even, Boy By Her was like not even a thought in the distant future. Yeah. So now that I look back, and that's when people were like, oh, she can actually take a decent photo. Like, all mm -hmm. that scene of me was chatting away in the diary room in Big Brother. So yeah. it changed everything. You know, you talk about social media as a job, and I think that it's interesting the way you put it mm -hmm. because, you know, so it's like everyone has social media, and then some people do it for, for a job. Yeah. Right? And, and I think... I don't know that everyone really understands that. Yeah. Right? Either when they're seeing, you know, when they're following people or yeah. even at the brands, right? Like, yeah. like you said, it's, they're not always, you know, it, it seems to be just this really fine line. It is, definitely. I think, um, I mean, I talk about it in the sense of the job because the old me used to, like, I used to post, like, very yeah. rarely. I had 900 followers before. I, I was so, like, under the radar. I would, like, post probably once a month, if that. Yeah. Whereas now, I feel like because people are wanting to keep up with my life or keep up with what's going on, I do. I want to share it. But then there's the... And that's the me side of it, like, sharing my journey and that. Mm -hmm. But then there's the work side where it's, like, you're collaborating with brands and they're approaching you or you're approaching them to work with. But it's kind of like another creative outlet. Like that's what I that's what I say about social media is that for me, it's not all of me. It's not my whole personal life. If I'm feeling sad, I'm not going to go on my Instagram story and tell everybody about it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's a creative outlet of, okay, this is what I like dressing like. This is what I'm doing my hair like today. It's kind of like a reflection. And when brands are looking at working with you, it's a reflection of, Okay, what does this girl represent? Mm -hmm. Does she does she vibe with like what we're trying to sell? Yeah. Does she, you know, what are her morals? What are so that's I mean, it's a very fine line between work and who sure. you, like your personal life. Absolutely, yeah, and I, and I think you know, some people want to believe that it's real life, mm -hmm. right? Just like the same with music and you know other other forms of media that yeah. um, some people take things literally. And that usually not doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, so how do you how do you think of it as a job? Like like 
How do you decide what fits mm. and what doesn't? I mean, we were just talking about this this morning because obviously now that I've launched my own clothing label, I'm going to have to be a bit more selective with who I want to work with and do we collaborate well together. Sure. Um, I think, like I was saying before, if I'm not resonating with what they're trying to sell or pay me to do, then I won't, I won't be able to do it. And mm. I hate, like, sometimes you get offers where it's like, okay, you need to send the image back to us and we need to approve it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you reached out to me for a reason because you're like my style. Sometimes businesses look at the number on the top of the page and that's it. Of course. Like they're not looking at the person. They're not looking at, like, anything about their creativity, which absolutely nuts me. But it's more than just the number on the top of the page. It's like, what is their aesthetic? What is, like I was saying before, do they vibe with your brand? Are people going to buy what you're selling through them is it authentic as well because the moment you're selling something you don't believe in or you're selling this overly fake life mm -hmm. i feel like nowadays people are starting to see through it so i think you just have to be very clear of your brand yeah i mean it's funny you mention that because you know if we think about fire festival um or like the bow wow challenge right <laughs> like uh I think people, you know, it feels like people are seeing through it, although mm -hmm. it takes such, like, extreme examples. <laughs> yeah. Like, people have to fly across the world to, <laughs> an, to an empty festival. <gasps> to a cold tent. To, like, learn that, you know, what they're showing isn't always true, right? Exactly. And so, um, I don't know, how, how do you think of it, when, like, when stuff like that happens, does that, does that affect you? Do you? Um... It does and it doesn't. Like, it affected me to the point where I was like, you know what, something like this might have needed to happen for people to see that. I think so many young people get caught up in following people on Instagram. But, like, Instagram is like a, a, like a photo album of your best bits. Right. Like, it is showing your best bits. And I think people sometimes forget that nobody has best bits all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody's on 100% of the time. So... Like, they can be like, oh, my life's not as cool as theirs. Like, they're doing all these amazing things and turn around and have a black, bad reflection of themselves. But it's actually, um, it was my mum who told me this. Like, because sometimes I'm like, I'm not as busy as I want to be. And mum's like, you look busy on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, fine. But it's, there is still bad times to everybody's lives. Yeah. And we just choose to show the good side on Instagram. And I think, yeah. I mean, that's a blessing and a, like a curse at the same time because for one, as an individual, I can look back and be like, I've done some pretty cool stuff in the last year or the mm -hmm. last three months. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a reminder of like, things are good. You just got to like appreciate what you got. Other people tend to share their struggles on social media as well, which is still a positive. Um, and they might be helping people through other things and whatever. But I think, yeah, my issue is, like, showing what I want to show, like, my brand. But then, like, I'm still a person behind the brand, too. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yo, I hope you're loving this. If you are and you want to hear more about the influencer game, go back in the Rebel Radio archives on iTunes or SoundCloud. You can check out my interview with Amanda McAuliffe, who is the founder of Arsenic TV 
it's I think the biggest brand channel on snap and they have a huge Instagram presence and she's really redefining what it means to be a publisher in this era of social media good stuff uh, with Amanda but of course finish up here with Aisha Jade first Who influences you? I'm massively influenced by my family. Like, everything I do in life is for them. So, yeah. uh, in terms of, like, style, I just, I had an interview the other day and I was like, everybody influences my style. Like, I saw a little kid at Street Style. Like, so I saw a little kid at Universal Studios the other week. She had a plait and, like, a backwards cap. She had two plaits down the side. I was like... She looks like she stepped straight out of the 90s, and I love it. So the next day, I was wearing a cap with two braids down the side. So I think, nice. like, pulling from society and pulling from just anything you see. Like, things might not stand out to me that stand out to you. But I think that's what, like, is the cool thing about style is, like, you can just get it from the street. And what about influencers? Are there, are there people you look up to? Mm. Yeah, my like my gran is a like a massive. She's a very hard worker, and she's just an all round legend. Like she's sixty five, I think now, and she just loves life. Like mm. she's traveling, and like she taught me how to drink red wine and cook, and so she's amazing. She's like got a lot of love to give. She has six kids, so strong women like that influence me. Um, what about like people that you follow on social media? Are there? Mm. I try not to, I mean, I love like, like I love like Riri and all those, they influence me because they're at the top of their game. Mm -hmm. I try not to, I don't tend to follow many influences unless I know them. Sure. Because one, I follow like my friends mm -hmm. or people like style influences would be more like the fame, like the top end. But I try not to follow too many other influences because it can sometimes get in your head. You'd be like, oh, so she's doing this and I, like, sure. it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Better to focus on your own brand, focus on your own hustle and then your like, what you manifest will happen and you've been very clear about it. Because if you follow too many people and you get caught up in following a certain person for a while, you can slowly turn into them or their style. Sure. So it's trying to keep individuality in a world where, like, everyone's kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, that comes up a lot as I talk to, to musicians or any creative people, just this idea of, like, keeping influence out mm -hmm. sometimes, right? Because mm -hmm. you, you don't want to get, you know, everything that, like you said, everything you see has yeah. some effect on you. Yeah. And if you're not careful, like, exactly. you end up just a copy of somebody else. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it's important to keep, a focus on like what your brand is and what what inspires you and like yeah. try not to get lost in all of that go back to something you said earlier about like you're the way that you sort of curate is you're showing your best moments and like mm -hmm. you said other people like there are some people that share their struggles yeah um and i think uh you know i guess i'm wondering like why that way is right for you because I think everybody, you know, we can see, like, good and bad on, on all sides of that. Yeah. Right? Like, some people just share way too much of nothing. Yeah. Some, you know, some people, like, have opened themselves up, yeah. you know, uh, to problems. 
other people like sharing their struggles has been like really valuable to yeah. them and, and other people around them. I definitely agree with you. I think people that have the, I think being vulnerable is like so strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's something I haven't really mastered yet. Sure. So I feel like when people are able to be vulnerable through their social media, they're opening up the floodgates to being able to help so many more people. And it's something that I've like recently started turning around looking at going, okay, maybe I need to share my voice a little bit more. Sometimes mm. I feel like, I mean, to be honest, I'm still the same person I was when I was back in high school. So that number on the top of the screen or people watching or people following me, it's still sometimes unbelievable to me. Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes I'm like, is anybody listening? Like, am I just rambling? I probably, I'll just keep this to myself. Nobody wants to hear this. Sure. But in reality, they probably do. And sometimes I struggle with giving everyone everything of, of me. Yeah. Um, but it's something I definitely want to work on a little bit more because, like I said, being vulnerable is a massive strength. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm still a private person. So it's kind of like, what do I show on social media? How much do I give away? Mm -hmm. But then still be me to like yeah. my friends and my family and people who know me personally. Yeah. Those so, aren't, those aren't easy choices. No, it's not. But it's like. It's it's interesting. It's interesting because so many people are going to be facing this as well. Just different personality types as well. Like yeah. I, I think it's really interesting the psychology behind all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have do you have mentors? Other it sounds like mom, but mm. other than that, like people in in the business that have helped you along the way. Yeah, my uh, my manager back home in Australia. He's been he's been. A bit of a godsend uh like when i came out he sat me down in his office it was all new to me i was like i'm sitting in an agency okay cool uh, -huh. uh and he was like what do you like just throw something out there that's like your dream what just tell me and i was like i'd love to host for mtv and he's like all right we're gonna we're gonna you leave it with me and we're gonna put some steps in place to get you there and it didn't happen overnight but it happened a mm -hmm. year later i was standing at uh, a festival in interviewing for mtv style and i was like it's like a pinch yourself but when you get sure. that it's amazing to be able to plan for new dreams and new goals and reach higher but i think people like that um he was amazing for me because one in an industry where it can be very unsafe and scary or be taken advantage of or anything like that he was like a father figure for my career so he was like no like Maxim, of course, Maxim want to reach out because you just came off a reality TV show. Mm -hmm. So no, like no events like that, no magazine covers like that, and just very aware of of. I mean, there's a lot of things that he would have been approached for that I never saw. Sure. See, so he's helped guide me to being like, yeah, fashion is my thing. Like that's what I want to portray on social media. Mm -hmm. He's amazing. My my gran is obviously another mentor. Mum's good. She's very calming. And then I just like my friends are amazing too. I've got some very strong women in my life. So I feel like I really believe in the last couple of years I've learned like you are who you surround yourself with. Not that I pick my friends on how successful they are, but I looked around and I was like, you've started an amazing business. You've just packed up your life and 
you're starting a business. And it was like we all had started businesses. Mm. None of us had like sat down and tried to do it together. But I looked around at everyone and they were all kicking goals, which is cool to see. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. What's, um, what's been the hardest part about this journey? I think the hardest part, I mean, it's all been pretty fun. Yeah? Yeah. It's That's been good. pretty, like, it's been pretty fun. I That's think great. most recently, like, lo- actually launching the label yeah. is quite hard. It's quite scary because for so long you work on it behind the behind the scenes you like you put all your heart and your soul and your money into it and then it comes out and it's like it's like when you have an art project at school where you have to draw the picture and give it to the teacher and uh-huh. be like I hope you like it <laughs> it's like that and it's like doing it to the whole world like I hope you like it so yeah. that was quite scary and that was quite hard to kind of be like okay you just this is your thing you got to believe in it and and it's out there now for the world so do you ever think about, like, other than, like, we all have moments of insecurity, but, mm-hmm. but like, do you ever think about, like, well, okay, if people don't like it, what's my next move? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we haven't had any bad feedback yet, good. which is good. The, but, the line's cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but if we, you know, like, if people aren't resonating with it, maybe there's things that need to be changed. I mean, the aesthetic of the brand and the, the meaning behind Boy by Her will never change because otherwise what's the point in sure. having it? But, you know, if things are like possibly a cut of this is too short mm-hmm. or too long or whatever, we can learn. Like mm-hmm. that's what I, I mean, I'm literally no rocket scientist. I can't even draw a stick man. Do you know how hard it is to launch a brand when you can't draw a stick man? So I've had to use my words and things like Pinterest yeah. and like just being a bit more hands-on to try to explain this is what I want, this is how I want it to look and feel and colors. So it's for me, it's been a little bit of a learning curve of how mm-hmm. to be more, like I can't use Photoshop or yeah. Adobe or whatever they use to make these garments sure. <laughs> on the screen, but it's um, it's been really interesting, that side of it. Nice. I've enjoyed it. So what's the goal with that? Where 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 is this going to take you? Um hopefully take over the world no it's uh i think because it is so new and it's so young and we've started really small like it's only a small collection and is it is it online only yeah it's online only at the okay. moment so i mean there's is so that much the plan or will go. you end up going to retail well we were just talking about that this morning i would love to look at wholesaling and retail mm-hmm. um again though being selective on who fits with my brand too because, yeah. you know, I don't want it in every corner store and be like, oh, there's that, that label that's everywhere. Right. Yeah, I that's, think, you'll kill it. Yeah, I think having an element of, like, it's a little bit hard to get uh, is important mm-hmm. because, yeah, you don't want to, like, oversell yourself, especially in a basics range. Um, but this, I'm, like, learning every week. There's something new that I'm learning about and I have another idea of, like, oh, yeah, we're going to add that to the collection. So, like... It's endless, really. And I want it to evolve into possibly more menswear as well because, mm. obviously, it started from menswear's, men's clothes. Mm-hmm. Guys can wear the T-shirt dresses as a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. It looks really good, fits really well. So, and I kind of want to... Can I wear it as a dress? I mean, <laughs> you could, but just don't bend over. <laughs> 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 um, but I want to also learn 
as I go, like more tailored pieces as well. So like shirt dresses oh, cool. with the collars and yeah. more tailored pants. So it's, it's really exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Okay, I have a little speed round Okay. before I let you go. Um, okay, if you can go back and give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? The fun's just about to start. Cool. What, what talent have you always wished you had more of? I wish I, I, whenever someone belts out a really good song, I'm like, yeah. I wish I could sing. Like, how cool would life be if you could just belt out a song? I do it in the shower, but. <laughs> yeah. You could learn. Yeah, exactly. It's not too late for you. Exactly. Um, so if, if uh, what other career would you choose if you knew you couldn't fail? I mean, we're still going to try it, but I would choose acting. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to play because we're in La La Land now. Sure, of course. <laughs> you have to. It's pretty much required. Yeah. What kind of acting? Um, I want to, like we were talking, I want to do film and television. But method acting as a way of acting really interests me. So yeah. I'm going to learn about that. Nice. That's awesome. So if I, if I worked for you, um, what's something I would hear you say over and over? something I say. I'm trying to think about what I say. I've got someone working for me in Australia. I'm like, what do I say all the time? <laughs> Probably, can you send that to me again? Because <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> Can't find it. Can you send it to me again? Okay. Who would you be most excited to learn as a fan of your work? Um, I mean, if Rihanna ever walked out in a boy by her piece, I'd probably die. It would be amazing. Stuff like that. Just people that I have looked at and been like, I love her style. If yeah. she was like, your style resonates with me too, like stuff like that would make me happy. Cool. Or just actually seeing anybody in the street. <laughs> like sometimes when I pull my, like the clothes on, I'm like, oh, that's mine. I made it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good feeling. Yeah, it is a really good feeling. Nice. What's your favorite city to travel to? Um, I mean, I live here now, but LA was up there. Yeah. Um... And I, I have these, sometimes I have these weird things where I miss, I miss London. Mm. London has, I think London shaped a lot of my style as well because uh, there's no trend there. Everybody dresses how, how they want. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I miss just sitting there and people watching. What did you love about L.A. before you moved here? What I loved about L.A. was, this is good because I used to go home, people were like, okay, so why L.A.? But Everyone here, majority of people aren't from L.A., uh, but everybody that is here is here chasing a dream, yeah. and it's an obvious thing. It's just like, and it's a very supportive, I'm sure there's an ugly side to it, but it's a very supportive community. So mm -hmm. if you walked up to someone and said, like in Australia, if, you, if I said, hey, I'm going to try win a Golden Globe next year, people would be like, you are batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever, girlfriend, you need to, like, chill out. Here, if you said something like that here, people are like, you do that, girl. You go for it. I think that's what I like here. There's, a, there's no fear in mm -hmm. this city. People are just here grinding away at their own dreams, which is it's, it's cool to be a part of. And yeah. it's kind of, there's always something going on. Totally. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah.
We love it. <laughs> What's the last great book you read? I'm reading one right now, and Ooh. it's amazing. It's called The Universe Has Your Back. Okay. And it's sick. Yeah? It's amazing. I'm like, I'm not a big reader, but this one's like, yeah, it's really, like, there's so many things that I'm learning from this book that I feel like are going to change my life from here on out. It's really good. Wow, that's a big statement. It's a big plug. I guess. <laughs> I will, we'll look that up. Yeah, it's a good book. What movie do you think you've seen the most in your life? Oh, it's two of them. Yeah. I've, I've, well, actually, there's three. Lion King was my jam as a kid. Like, okay. my mom was like, you know, I knew every word to Lion King, and I, I was two. Mm. Like, I was a freak. Um, and then, and I like, just such Nana movies now, but I love The Holiday. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and that's when she, she comes to L.A., and then I love It's Complicated with Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. I just, like, those feel-good, like, yeah. Mindless kind of happy movies is sure. just I love them. I would have literally watched them hundreds and hundreds of times. That's cool. Okay, last one. Um, favorite DJ. Favorite DJ. I'm gonna go and say. There's a there's a DJ uh, in Australia. Her name's Gigi Marie. She's a little blonde Aussie chick, mm. and she just jams out the best hip hop beats. She wears grills. She's nice. so hood, oh, and cool. I love it because she's just like she's from Sydney, yeah. but she like just has she's moved over here recently too, actually, and she just always like the very few events I've been to where she's DJing, you can tell because the party is just absolutely pumping. That's cool. She's cool. Yeah, we'll look her up. Yeah, awesome. So, how does everybody find you online and, and find Boy By Her? Uh, well, Boy By Her is boybyher.com. Um, the Instagram is Boy By Her The Label. And my Instagram's Aisha underscore Jade. So, that's where you can find me. Cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for doing this. I thanks appreciate for having, having me. you here. Great stories. Thank you. Yo, that was Aisha Jade. She was dope. You were dope for listening. Big up yourself. Uh, Come back next week for more Rebel Radio. In the meantime, leave us a comment on iTunes, on SoundCloud. Hit us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you like, at Rebel Radio Net. And uh, that's it. Peace.